2: And welcome to It's Complicated with me, Tanya Goodin, the podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. This is a podcast about learning to live healthily and happily with technology and the digital world and understanding why sometimes that's so hard to do. I'm your host, Tanya Goodin, author and founder of Digital Wellbeing Movement, Time to Log Off. Each week, I'll be asking a new guest how they can help us with the relationship with the tiny tyrant in our pocket, well, our smartphone. Swept away. So it's the last episode in Series 7 and it's the one where you get to hear all about the secrets of my knicker drawer as I'm chatting to the folding lady, Sophie Liard. Sophie made her TikTok debut only back in 2020 and is already followed by more than four million fans. She's showing everyone how to use her hacks and tips to fold, making our homes and our lives easier and calmer. This episode was a totally unexpected pleasure for me. I'm not remotely a domestic goddess, And I hadn't expected at all to be drawn in and so captivated by the art of folding. And Sophie is just the warmest and loveliest person to chat to. I think it's a great episode to leave this series on, on a high. uh, In making us think about how the digital world really can do such a good job in the right hands of educating, motivating and inspiring us. So Sophie, hi, welcome, welcome to It's Complicated. I feel like I should say hi, the folding lady.
3: Yeah, hi. Sophie,
2: (laughs) how would you like to be addressed? Do we call you the folding lady? Do we call
3: you Sophie? Oh, a bit of both, I think. I think I'm a bit (laughs) of both. People, it's funny because up until, for the last two years, I have literally just been the folding lady and it's only been since I wrote the book that people have been calling me Sophie Leard as well it's very <laughs> it's just quite strange it's very strange. So you are a
2: genuine TikTok sensation I've never spoken to anyone who's kind of huge on TikTok before um, and obviously it all went kind of ballistic didn't it during lockdown everybody it, was on TikTok.
3: They were including um, me.
2: Yeah and what I'm really interested about your story is that it wasn't that you were on TikTok before you went on TikTok. Have I got this right from your yes, book? That's correct. In lockdown. So tell the listeners a little bit about how that, because it's quite explosive what's happened to you over the last two years. Isn't it's it?
3: really explosive. It's changed my whole career path. Um, so I actually downloaded TikTok a while ago, um, maybe a year before the pandemic. And I said to my niece, who was maybe 16 at the time, I was like, what is this TikTok app? Um, Should I be on it? Should I not be on it? She was like, no, no, you won't like it. You won't like it. It's not for you. (laughs) It's for young people. Yeah, Yeah. just stick with your Instagram. (laughs) I had a rule of one social media platform at a time. Like I wouldn't be on more than one. So I was only just on Instagram. I'd given up Facebook and I just solely moved to Instagram. I was you know looking at this TikTok app and she was like no it's not for you and then in the pandemic everyone was on TikTok and my friend messaged me and said I've been enjoying TikTok and I said I've got that app because I'd already made an account and I'd already signed in but I just hadn't gone on it I didn't understand it and obviously my niece had told me not to bother so um, I said oh I've got that app I'm gonna have a look I'm gonna go on and my friend was like, yeah, I really want to post something like everyone's posting things and it's really different to Instagram and it seems a bit more fun and like I'm really enjoying the space. And and then I had just had a little look around on the app and I decided like everyone else, maybe we'd do a little dance, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. post a little dance like everyone did in lockdown. And I just found it a fun space. I just thought it was a bit more real and that's, and that's where it started. Me and my friend, we said, let's post something really dull because TikTok is so different. You don't need to post anything, you know, glammed up or lovely. Yeah. or it's, it's quite real, isn't it? It's very yeah. real and it's, it's just, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you up to? And then she posted her using this pet duster and how much dust she collected. That was actually amazing and I just posted, I think I posted how to get wax out of your wax burner. And hers went to like a million views and mine did nothing. But then we were just posting, we were just, it was fun, it was just, we were in lockdown and we just continued. And then one day I just posted me putting away the boys' laundry and then that was it, it all started. I mean, it is phenomenal (laughs) that
2: folding can go viral isn't it? But having seen now your TikToks and I've been following you on Instagram and read your book which I'm going to get onto in a minute, I totally get it. When you talk about it in theory, the idea of watching somebody folding, if you say that to some, you know, a Martian, <laughs>
3: someone from another planet, you think how interesting can that be, but it's so satisfying. Absolutely. When I say it out loud to people, when they say what do you do for a living and I say I I fold clothes I teach people how to fold clothes online it sounds absolutely ridiculous even just to say it
0: yeah but
3: you've got to be in it with me <laughs> to get it I think and listen and learn and try it and you know because it's a tactile experience isn't it it's something yeah. you've got to got to got to have a go at to understand you- it I discovered there's a whole community
2: in the folding and the cleaning community on TikTok while I was researching, talking to you. So there's clean talk, there's folding talk,
3: organizing
2: talk. Did you know about any of those before? After you did the candle? Yeah. And then you thought, right, I'll I'll do some folding laundry. Was that just you thinking, I'm going to do this because this is something I do? Or or had you seen other kind of folding stuff? No, I
3: started it. I was the first. I was the first.
2: Wow.
0: To do,
3: I was the first on there was the first folder to be I mean there's only a couple of other people I think but I was the first verified folder I was at the very very beginning of it all I, there was no clean talk. there was I remember my hashtag in my bio was um, hashtag tidy top. Yeah, And I thought I was super clever for that.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> nice alliteration, I like yeah,
3: it. It's nice, nicer so. than clean
0: talk, I yeah, think. But yeah, yeah.
3: L- like everything that's, that you see on TikTok now, apart from the dancing, is brand new. It yeah. all started yeah. in the pandemic. We birthed all that stuff. Um, and it it is there because of us, because of the people that were there in the pandemic, really. Before that, when I first joined the platform, it was all dancing, voiceovers, and I think the clean talk, the organization side, and all, all that has just as birthed in the pandemic. And, and I was there at the beginning.
2: When I read your book, which I have just read, cover to cover over the weekend thank you I think what really struck me is that it's more than just folding isn't it it's about 100%. philosophy it's yeah. a philosophy of living and that really leapt out at me your philosophy isn't about making life seem perfect it's about making it easier and I just wondered if that's why you think it's been so successful you've been so successful because we're all sick of perfection online we're sick of this idea that you know things are so unattainable and so difficult to kind of emulate and replicate and you're actually showing people something quite simple but actually can can really make a big difference
3: yeah i'm a very much a realist and people live in different ways and i think what hopefully i can show is that you know sometimes my folding looks perfect but it it's what goes into it and what you get after it it's like why do you do it why do you want some things you know and also I think my message is it doesn't have to look perfect to be folded the folds don't have to look perfect Mm. I just happen to be able to do it because I worked in retail for 15 years and I folded for 15 years straight but what I think the biggest thing I felt the responsibility to do being an I don't want to say older person because I'm 36. I'm not old. I'm not. You're not an older person. I'm not no. an older person, but on TikTok with my audience, I am. And, you know, sometimes on Instagram, you have that responsibility of making sure everyone is realistic about what I'm putting on there. Because even sometimes I can only post a still picture. I'm not going to post my whole day. I'm not posting my kids crying and that's just strange. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I'm not posting... You know, So it's about ma- making sure everyone, and I think my followers do, just making sure everyone knows what goes into it and there's good and there's bad. Tell me about after value,
2: which is yes. a really important part oh, of so- your philosophy. Explain to everyone what after value is yeah. and how that drives everything you do.
3: So important. And do you know what was so lovely about after value is that came from... It kind of came with my followers. They made that into something that I never realised it would be. And it. so when I first started posting, I'd get a lot of comments of, but why? Like, why are you doing it? Mm. Why do you bother? Like, why, 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 why? Why fold knickers? <laughs> why fold knickers? <laughs> and, uh, and I just... I'm not very good with words. I'm not, you know, I'm just not. And I just came out with this phrase one day and I was like, it's the value after that I'm looking Mm. for. Mm. And then I just, it just kind of turned into this after value phrase and people started saying it back to me. And when I was trying to explain why I bought something maybe, why I, because I'm in a very secure place in my life where I will not buy stuff because I saw someone else or I want to be like someone else or I want to do it because of someone else if I want to buy something it's because I want to buy it or I want to do it I'm doing it for me or my family or my close ones I'm not doing it for any other reason so it's just that explanation of why am I doing it a lot of people would say but it takes so much time I mean first of all it doesn't it's like a few like extra 10 minutes maybe on putting your laundry away if that But it's the time and the effort that I saved after that you don't see until the moments after. For example, organising my son's football draw because he plays football. He has shed loads of football kits for all different teams. We'd argue all the time about where's this, where's that because he comes home from school, we've got about 10 minutes before he's got to get back out the door and it's about how ready can we be and if we're ready, we don't argue. If we're not if we're not organised, yeah. we argue. Why do I wanna spend my life arguing with my child? I don't. So me and him together come up with a not it's not a system. It sounds really sort of regimented, me calling it a system. It's literally just like what are we can do about where we're gonna put your football kits, you know, we chose a place to put them in his room. I fold them in the way that I fold them so he can see them all and we can both get that 10 minutes after school out the door sorted and actually it leads to even more things for example he's actually just started getting it ready in the morning um out the drawer he he does it himself yeah just well he's 14 he should do it himself but (laughs) (laughs) he um he gets it out the drawer and he gets it ready in the morning because he recognizes the after value of, of getting that kit out in the morning when he's got more time than coming home from school and that's his after value. It's just about thinking, if I do this now, what am I going to gain afterwards? Mm. And if we don't think about the after value, sometimes it does lead to bad decisions, bad purchases, and some stress and things that we just don't need in our lives.
2: And sometimes I think, having actually tried some of your techniques, sometimes the after value is just kind of this is going to sound very zen Buddhist, but peace. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I mean, you do know what I mean. Why am I saying this to you? you? Of course you know what (laughs) I mean. (laughs) When I was reading your book at the weekend, I was reading it in the kitchen. And I suddenly, as I was reading it, I suddenly looked over and I saw a pile of laundry just heaped Mm. up and I thought, oh, I'm going to try these folds. So I took the book over, put put it on the kitchen table and actually folded the pile of laundry. And it probably took, I don't know, 15 minutes yeah. And it was so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, it I really just, is. it was uh,
3: really amazing actually. I just sat and looked at the laundry. Good. <laughs> yeah, it is so satisfying. And like so many people have messaged me to say, I used to hate doing laundry. But it's so much more fun when I'm folding it and then it looks nice. And yeah. I know that because that's why I stayed in a job in retail for all that time. I used to love all that stuff at work. Oh, my God, it was my favourite part of the day. And it just looks great and it feels great. And, you know, it's just another way of clearing our minds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's that that the expression about a tidy desk
2: and a tidy mind. Yeah. I thought about that when I looked at the laundry. I thought actually that's made me feel better.
3: Yeah. And just you know that
2: 20 minutes of folding it. Yeah. It's
3: so important, the laundry, because, and I talk about this in the book, so many people hate on the tasks that are not going anywhere. <laughs> the yeah. laundry isn't going anywhere. Don't waste your one life hating on laundry because it ain't going anywhere. And I say it in the book what do you want people to do? Walk around naked? because that'll be the only way that we're not going to have to do laundry of course unless we pay people to do it but um most of us are not so you know it, we, it's going to have to be done why not turn it into something you enjoy and mm. then that task that you have to do and you cannot get away from isn't something that you're putting off making you feel bad and is something that you actually want to do and is, is beneficial in that way. I
2: really like the way you said as well. It's not about eliminating mess because we're going to create mm-hmm. mess.
3: Mess is going to happen, and that yeah. I thought that
2: was a really powerful message oh, in the book. God,
3: yeah, yeah, and it's another thing you know that that I'm mindful about on Instagram is that I think some people on social media they kind of look at these organizing solutions and and a lot of people do pitch it that way these organizing solutions yeah you know do it once and then you know have to do it again buy this product and look what you're doing and it's it's like it's not like that we're doing so much in our homes nothing that anyone is going to give you is going to tidy your home without you having to tidy it again (laughs) so Mm. that's not what we're doing here we're just organizing um you know our home so it's quick to tidy up which is really important and it's not overwhelming and we can see all our clothes because when we can see all our clothes the potential is we might even save money as well because we stop buying clothes we don't need because yeah. um, we stop losing them as well which is another thing
2: you say you've never had any negative comments on any of your videos you'll post which is quite amazing given how you know Lots of influencers sort of talk about how toxic the online world is. Even people who aren't influenced find it dealing with kind of negative comments difficult. So why do you think you haven't attracted anything like that?
3: I have no idea. It was something I was a little bit worried about, not worried about because I know how I'd handle it. I know what I'd be like. I have received sort of passive aggressive comments and that's absolutely fine. But no, I've never received anything, to, you know, what I read other people have said yeah. they've had in their inboxes. Never, ever. And I don't know why that is. I Maybe you just can't, you can't have anything bad to say about the group. <laughs> about woman someone folding. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just, You'd
2: have to scrape the barrel really
3: to criticise really, someone really for folding, would. wouldn't you? Yeah. And look, I don't post much else outside. Oh, I mean, I, I post the occasional time I post my family. There's nothing really else for them to latch on to if they wanted yeah. to. Uh, the kids I don't really post, maybe a little bit of my youngest. My oldest ha- isn't interested in being on any of my social medias. In fact, most of my followers don't even know I've got a teenager. Who knows? I noticed you said in the book that your teenager had
2: really mixed feelings about you being TikTok famous. Yeah, really mixed feelings. How
3: have you dealt with that? Well, I've just respected his wishes, really, which was, I think, when we started Instagram, before I had my own Instagram, and he was more than happy to be on there. And then I got the Folding Lady Instagram, and I said to him, are you... Because it was, it, I, for me, and this is only for me, I have no problem with what anyone else wants to do with their kids at all. For me, it just felt I would expose him a bit to all those mm. people. That's like millions of people. And I think if I think back to when I was 14, I don't think I would have wanted that. It's hard enough when you're 36 to expose yourself to, yeah. to 4 million people, nearly 5 million people. There was a couple of times where we were sort of posting as normal and, He said, no, I don't want to be in it. And then I said to him, I think um, I just want to just check. You don't want to be in anything at all. And we had the conversation. He was like, nothing at all. And I was like, that's fine. The narrative isn't about the kids anyway. Yeah. So I don't need to post my children. That I'm not a family account. My kids aren't my narrative. I don't make any money off my children. So it's, it's absolutely fine. And it never would have been the narrative either way. I don't think I would ever have done that um but yeah he is just he's he's it's hard isn't it it's i mean his mum is TikTok famous, but yeah. at the same time, it's for folding clothes. So it's not the coolest <laughs> thing in the world, <laughs> you know? Oh, I don't know. I think your mum being a TikTok <laughs> sensation is
2: pretty cool.
3: But yeah. then you're it's never hard. cool to
2: your own kids, though, are you? No,
3: never. No. And I think, I think it's cool some days and it's not the others. I think, yeah. you know, you know what kids are like. They just... They're up and down. To be honest, we don't really talk about it. I went on TV today and he didn't even know about it. And I wouldn't, mm. I, it's like I go to work, I do my thing, we come home and we just carry on as if as normal.
1: Planning for your next trip?
2: I noticed there's some really funny photos in the back of the book of you with your youngest <laughs> yeah. and he's climbing literally climbing all over your head while you're yeah. on your laptop. Oh. So I and that really I was going to ask you about it but that that picture really made me think about how you juggle. You know, you have got two kids, you've got one quite yeah. young and a teen and you're producing a lot of content. No. And obviously it's a job, but you know you're essentially doing it at home. so how how do you manage all of that? How do you manage the time and the boundaries and
3: Yeah, it's been quite difficult. I think at the start, I had a job, and I worked most of the pandemic, so I was just filming content on my days off. I didn't have any other obligations, any paid jobs outside of that. It all felt very light and my choice. Mm. I, I eventually got to the point where I quit my job. I started getting some paid work in which was great and I saved up enough to sort of take the risk of quitting and just seeing where it went because I was really enjoying it I mean who wouldn't want to fold clothes for a living you know? <laughs> I'm just like loving life I want to say it's been really difficult but that sounds a little bit silly to say in the world as it is right now I don't want to sound like I'm moaning, But yeah, it was difficult. But I think for working parents, life is difficult. So it's as difficult as it was when I was working in my other job. And you're constantly juggling being at pickup, being at a club, taking them to football. I think it's slightly easier in this job because I'm working from home. So if I need to do anything, I can pick and choose, which is amazing. When you work for yourself, I've never worked for myself before. And oh my gosh, just that element of being able to pick and choose when you work with kids yeah. is it is like a god's freedom isn't it? oh my gosh yeah. when especially for the kids it's incredible I used to have a life where I was like working six days a week and there was two days where I had to be there for school pickup and I had to be out of the store like on the dot and because you have to check out with your card on your time we called it time and attendance so you couldn't leave a minute earlier And I had my run to the park and ride down to a T. And I always remind myself of that little run to school. And I always had a couple of other parents on backup in case I didn't make it on time, just to like sort of walk him down and I'd be there. But I always remind myself of that when I think, oh, you know, I'm like, at least I'm not doing that now. So there've never been
2: moments when you thought, this sort of TikTok life is too much it's definitely an improvement on what you were doing before you think
3: oh 100% I loved working in retail absolutely loved the shop floor I've taken like my favorite thing about the store which was merchandising and the folding clothes and made it into my job well you've done two things for me but just before I came on to interview
2: you I completely changed my jeans storage Oh, nice. (laughs) Absolutely. This is no word of a lie because I was looking at the book and I looked at a bit about folding jeans and I thought, actually, if I folded them, Mm. they'd be a lot easier to see. So I used to have a drawer that I threw all my jeans into. They're now all beautifully folded. I wish I could send you a picture.
3: Amazing. They look
2: so good. See, I love that. It makes me so happy. And as a result of doing that, I think you wrote about this in the book as well. I found some with a a label on that I clearly never wore. So, yeah, the value in realising that I'm buying stuff and shoving it in a drawer and not using it. um, Yeah, there is that as well. That was a wake up call. Tell us a little bit about the book then, about the experience of
3: writing the book and what people can find in it. So the book comes in two parts. I'll do the second part first because the second part is a folding guide. and We've done step by step all the basic folds and all the folds that I feel like my followers use the most. That I've taught them it's not all the folds that I do because there's many many folds but the folds that if you wanted to start folding your clothes at home you'd get a really basic collection of folds to copy there is a little bit of gift wrapping because obviously we gift wrapped in the store as well so oh my god
2: that's the gift wrapping sorry that's the other brilliant thing I've learned yeah. from you the diagonal fold when you cut oh, a piece of paper too small
3: that's I did such that a great as hack. well today so good sorry that's, carry on no that's an amazing <laughs> hack I love that one And then the beginning of the book is kind of like an introduction to me and where I started, like the story of TikTok and how that started because I thought that would be quite a nice story to put in and how the folding lady was born. Mm. And then just a bit about why I started folding. I thought it was really important. I'm so keen to make sure everyone knows I'm not a professional organiser. This isn't where this came from, although I am very organised and I love it. I am trained, I've trained myself to be more organised. This is more about my skills from the store, talking to people, just where I've come in my life. I talk about how we all lived in a flat for a long time and how I created the space because we couldn't afford to move house. I saying that, I, it was because we could afford to move into a bigger house, but actually it would have been a bit of a stretch and could we just stay where we were for a little bit longer and get more out of the move, which is what we did when Arthur was born. I like the story when you said you you gave up using a laundry
2: basket because you worked out that it used half of a cupboard in your flat. I thought that was fascinating.
3: Yeah, I gave that basket up. I had one cupboard in that flat where I could have put a couple of extra bits. I mean, it had a boiler in there as well, but it just had, had this space in it. And I used to put everything in my laundry basket and then put the laundry basket in this yeah. cupboard. And then one and day I was it, like, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> and also I call the laundry basket procrastination station because for <laughs> me, that's what it was. And everything would pile up and then it would all get all creased because it was on top of each other. Anyway, yeah. then I just got this new routine of moving everything, like just, you know I would consciously put the washes on to then know that I would be there to put it away when it dried because I didn't have a dryer either so I used to have to put it in the hallway and I knew the timings and this sounds crazy now actually now I'm saying it out loud but I knew the timings of how long it would take to dry at certain times of the year I would put the washer on and then the drying would happen while we were at work and school Mm -hmm. and that way we didn't have to look at the drying rack for as long as we would if we put the Washing out when we were home. Does that make sense? Yeah. God, that's so good because yeah. I hate looking at my bloody drying rack. That's I the only it. thing that I would do because that that was the like the after value I was looking for. We were in a flat. We ne- we wanted space. I don't want to look at my washing all the time, so I would do little things like that. And um, that's very clever. Yeah, I just talk about that kind of journey from the flat and you know why, and just about social media as well. I just found it really important to talk about social media because i had george my eldest when i I can't even remember if instagram was around maybe it had just started i think i was on facebook it wasn't really that kind of place where we all were kind of like looking at what other mums did and there was products on there there was no no one was selling anything and you know no one was making any money as such so it wasn't really the kind of place it is now it didn't have any impact on me as a mom, as a person back then, and whereas then I think having Arthur in two thousand and I think he's two thousand eighteen. Oh, you never know when the second child is born. do You, it's awful. <laughs> no, you don't. I could not believe what they were selling, parents. Mm. I was like, what is going on? Like, what are these mattresses? What are these cots? What are these prams? You can get these vibrating cots now,
2: can't you? That's the thing that amazes Uh, me when I see those on Instagram.
3: Honestly, I felt like I'd had a child in Victorian times. (laughs) I couldn't believe the stuff that was out there. And I only knew about it because of the internet. I've always been a massive fan. I've always been on there. And I think what I've taught myself is how to make your own social media a good place. Mm and how to just manage it.
2: I think your checklist is really good. You've got a 10-point checklist in the book, and I read through it, and I thought, yeah, that literally all the points you're making are points that I would yeah talk to people about about following the right people making sure you're following people that are uplifting yeah but not posting negative stuff yourself
3: yeah there's so much great education out there Mm. um on social media for free and of which you are one
2: now sophie yes yeah oh
3: my god the amount of free content we give out as content creators yeah is is nothing anyone has ever had before mm. like the majority of what we put out there is free for everyone to watch and learn there's no catch to it you come to my pages you learn to fold it's as simple as that mm. i just think it's really important to make sure that everyone knows what's real and what's not you know well i could definitely vouch
2: for how easy your book is to follow because, as I said, I have been through, and I think I've done about four or five different folds now. Great. um, With the laundry, I am now going to admit to also doing my knicker (laughs) drawer. We talked about that right at the beginning.
1: (laughs) So I I did Jean's
2: knicker drawer, which now looks beautiful. I'm very proud of it. And the laundry pile, and I've already got, my next one is going to be leggings and sports kit, because I've looked at your section on how to fold those. Amazing. Um, Do you know
3: what? When you're doing your folding, just switch off, do what I do. I put a podcast on or I'll put a Netflix show on. It'll take me 20 minutes, maybe not even every day, but 20 minutes I'll go and put the the folding away and I'll be like, see you later, everyone. I'm going to put all the clothes away. They love it because they love all their clothes Mm. nice in their drawers and I love it because they don't bother me for that 20 minutes. Mm. They respect that I'm going upstairs to do something good for them. I put my podcast on or I put my... Netflix on and I, you know, fold away. There's nothing. It's a little moment lovely... of mindfulness, isn't it? It oh, really is. Yeah, I love it. Mindfulness it's, it's, in action. It's back to basics for me. Yeah, definitely.
2: I remember watching my granny fold laundry. I rem- I've got a really vivid memory. I was thinking that when I was mm. trying some of your folds, of sitting in her kitchen watching her fold all the laundry. You know, kind of really calmly. So, yeah, yeah there is something just... about going back to.
3: Just a few basics around the house. I I just hope it helps some people maybe fall in love with their homes a little bit more, spend a little bit of time on their homes. Just, like, find that after value that we talk about that will be different for everyone, but it will be... And also, do it authentically. That is my main message to people, is do not copy, just be inspired. Yeah. Like, just because my son plays football... Your son isn't going to play football necessarily, so you don't need that. There's a lot of Instagram accounts at the minute that and TikToks that are selling Amazon products. Yeah. And they're very enticing, but they are, you know, that is their account. They have to constantly churn out these products for you. Yeah. So they will be posting anything and everything, even if they've trialled it or not. And this is about making sure, like, you're just very careful. Just because they've posted it doesn't mean you need it. Mm. But you might it might be an absolute amazing product for you but just stop think and really question whether you just really liked the video or (laughs) you really (laughs) need that. yeah definitely I never post anything I haven't used like I refuse I would hate to post anything and people buy it and they don't want it and it not to work you know Um, But that's just that's me. That was me in the store. We didn't sell stuff we didn't know about. Mm. And actually the feeling of selling something to someone that you genuinely love and that you genuinely know how it works Mm. is so much more fun. Because you know someone's going to message you and go, yeah, that is a good product. I'm like, I told you that is a good product.
2: Well, you've had me say that the book is a really good product. <laughs> really good you. Product. And I know oh my you're going to get loads more people saying that. I
3: hope so. I didn't
2: expect, actually, to be folded. I know this sounds ridiculous, but when I was reading yeah. it, I didn't expect that I'd actually genuinely want to have a
3: go that's so good to hear because I think this book is it's going to be a tough one it's not going to be the one that they rush out for because they want to learn to fold their clothes I need to get the message out there of this the value of it and what's in the book and I think I think once um the people that have read it oh my gosh yeah lovely things and some people have had some real light bulb moments which I really appreciate
2: Sophie I could chat to you for ever um particularly about Likewise. how beautiful my knicker drawer looks now <laughs> um but I've got a final two questions that I ask yes. all guests on the podcast that I was wondering if you would very kindly answer do you have because we're a podcast all about our relationship with technology the good and the
3: bad yeah do you have three words to sum up your own relationship with tech my own relationship with tech is three words oh my gosh I I should have prepared.
2: <laughs> uh, it's literally what everyone says when they get to this book I know.
3: <laughs> uh, three words educational yeah. education educational yeah um educational constant yeah heartwarming definitely oh, oh i love yeah. those yeah and
2: what have you learned about yourself from your relationship with your phone
3: there's a couple of things that i'm addressing actually with my relationship with my phone first of all I've been addressing the fact that I'm on my phone all the time and because I work on my phone how do I balance that yeah so I have learned that I can be addicted to my phone but I I don't know where I can't decide whether I'm addicted to my phone or whether I'm just constantly on there because I'm working Mm. so what I'm trying to learn moving forward is how do I recognize the moments that I didn't need to be on my phone that's what I'm doing at the minute. And I've actually uh, recognised that I don't need to be on my phone in bed. And I haven't been taking my phone to bed for the last two weeks. And it oh, has been brilliant. absolutely incredible. It is slightly freeing, not going to mm. lie. Yeah. And that was because Joe Wicks was talking about it the yes, other day. Yes, he well, was, wasn't yes. he?
2: About his own yeah, phone and addiction.
3: I, yeah everything he said wrong, true with me. Me and him, I would say, would be very similar because we work on our phones, so we constantly give ourselves the excuse of, oh, but it's our job. It's our job, mm. so we need mm. to be on our phone. And it's kind of not, it shouldn't be like that because it does interfere. So yeah, I've been leaving my phone downstairs on charge and it's been absolutely incredible and I will continue to do that. Oh, so good to hear.
2: It is, I think yeah. it, it does make a big difference, actually, not having a phone in your room
3: makes a massive difference. My husband hasn't got there yet with it, but uh, that's his problem. I think my phone has trained me to be very short. My attention span is shortened and I don't lend that to anything other than the quickness of social media and the internet and the way my brain, and and it's me as well. I make content that's short and sweet for people to watch. I am that person so I understand I I know exactly how it all works and I've still allowed myself to be conditioned Mm. and I still allowed my brain is now trained I believe that is why and it's up to me to address that Uh, it's all about an awareness that's what I would say to people just have an awareness of what what is doing we need to take responsibility for ourselves with social media and I know there's a lot going on about what is happening and there's a lot being said of how they're creating to hook us in and things, but there is stuff we can do. Absolutely. There's still and, stuff uh, we and, can control. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, I don't like the blame game of blaming social media. As a content creator, I know how I put my content on and it's not always as contrived as people think yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it's just really important to not blame but take responsibility responsibility for ourselves mm. and I definitely have learned that I've learned that it's my responsibility I'm the one that picks up my phone I'm the one that can put the phone down that's that's the on end of it there's nothing making me pick my phone up other than me and I've learned I can put it down because I don't take it to bed anymore <laughs> and I thought that was going to be horrendous how sad is that it's awful isn't it people dread I doing d- it when I talk to them about I, it they say oh I couldn't do that I couldn't do that No, and you know what? I listen to podcasts to go to sleep. I listen to noise mm -hmm. and ASMR. I love ASMR, and I listen to things to go to bed. And I thought the excuse I was giving myself is, "Oh, I need the noise." I had my podcast; they're on my phone because everything's on your phone. And actually, I fall asleep with nothing, and that took me what two nights? It was ridiculous how I'm just full of excuses to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth of it i'm just a, i'm just you know i'm a workaholic as well so that's the other thing so how can people find out about you and your work luckily there's not many other people that fold if you type in the folding lady that is my handle on instagram on twitter although i don't use twitter uh, that much youtube i've just started there and i plan to continue the youtube um, and TikTok, and also my website as well. This, um, I've started working on my website. Um, so is that thefoldinglady.com? Is thefoldinglady.com, yet? That's all the avenues that people can find me on for sure. And the book is The Folding Lady as well? The book is The Folding Lady, and that is available in most bookstores actually, and also on Amazon, of course. Yeah, and I can vouch that it is genuinely
2: useful and really easy to follow because I actually didn't do any of the folding from any of your TikToks or Instagram I just did it from the book so having not seen that that makes me so happy yeah because that was that was
3: tough about the book actually because I have always done video content I don't generally post still yeah because you can't do that on TikTok for one and on Instagram I just well there was no need for me to post many stills I do them now and again but there's more context to them than a fold so uh the the book i was like are people gonna be how's it gonna work no it works really
2: well once you get your head around you know how yeah
3: the key and how everything works yeah it's really really straightforward the illustrator lydia she did such an amazing job we spent weeks on zoom (laughs) going back and forth back and forth back and forth it was a more in-depth process than writing I mean the book took me a year but then the illustrations I bet they took a
2: while yeah Lydia
3: was amazing
2: though oh Sophie thank you so much it's been absolutely brilliant I've really loved chatting to you no,
3: thank you. It's been great. This is my first podcast. Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I was trying to think if I'd that been on so another cool. one today and I don't think I have. Oh, well, I'm very honoured. Thanks so much.
2: And thank you for making me sort my knicker draw and my jeans yeah, out. Yeah, keep me posted, <laughs> I please. I will, I
3: will. I love to see everyone's progress and how it like how it works out for them. Yeah, as I said, the sports kit is the next draw. It's literally open,
2: so when I go into my bedroom next, I know that I've got to get all the stuff out and fold it. So Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps new people find us and it means you get a helpful notification whenever a new episode drops. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And my latest book, My Brain Has Too Many Tabs Open, is available at Amazon and at All Good Bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com.